Dr. Nichols. How many weeks had it been? Eight? Nine? Ten? She'd lost count. Every night, at precisely 9.50 p.m., she turned out the lights in her apartment and walked over to the living room window, the one that looked across the courtyard. Down on her knees she would go, and then through a hole in the curtains she would peer. Directly across the courtyard was another window. The window would remain dark until precisely 10 o'clock, when suddenly it would blaze with light, and into the lighted room the young doctor in his gym clothes would stride. Jessica knew he was a doctor because a piece of mail belonging to him had once appeared in her mailbox. The name on the envelope? Dr. Nichols. But the address on the envelope was his apartment. Every evening, a halo of light shone around the body of Dr. Nichols as he performed his exercises. What woman, young, old, married, single, could turn her head away? No woman I've ever known, Jessica thought. The doctor stood well over six feet in height. He had a head of close-cropped dark hair that she imagined was matched by dark eyes. He would begin his regimen with push-ups, move to sit-ups, and then follow with stretching exercises. He was as limber as a dancer, but that's not what impressed Jessica most. What impressed her most was the last part of his routine, the pull-ups. What did they call that horizontal bar that stretched across his hallway door? She couldn't remember. It was enough that she could remember to breathe every time he pulled up his taut body, biceps swelling as though they might burst. Jessica might never have spoken to Dr. Nichols, was it not for tomato juice? One evening around 8 o'clock, she came home from work with three large red bottles in her grocery bag. Her plan was to watch her neighbor do his exercises while she sipped a Bloody Mary. Well, maybe several Bloody Marys. The grocery bag was heavy in her arms. She was wearing high heels, and as she clacked her way up the cement walk, her cell phone rang. Juggling her phone, her purse, and her grocery bag, she attempted to keep walking. Her head snapped up suddenly as the doctor's window flooded with light. The last image she had before she tripped and cracked her head was Dr. Nichols striding across the lighted room in his gym clothes. And the last thought she had before slipping into unconsciousness was, it's only eight o'clock. What's he doing home so early? She woke up with an ice pack on the side of her head. Dr. Nichols was leaning over her, so close she could smell his cologne. His dark eyes do match his hair, she thought. He smiled at her. She smiled back, dazed. I'm Dr. Nichols, he said, his face lit by a large candle on the night table. I know, she said. You know, he asked. Have we met? No, but your male... Jessica suddenly bolted upright to a sitting position. I'm in your apartment, she cried. How did I... He gently pushed her back onto the pillows and reapplied the ice pack. You have to take it easy. You've had a bad knock on the head. I carried you up here. Jessica noticed the unfamiliar T-shirt she was wearing, and her brow creased with puzzlement. Oh, I thought you were bleeding, said Dr. Nichols, so I took off your blouse. Of course, now I realize it was just tomato juice. A tomato juice. The bottles must have broken when she fell. Before Jessica could think about Dr. Nichols taking off her blouse, she was suddenly aware that she was no longer wearing her bra. As if reading her mind, the doctor continued... Your bra looked like it was soaked in blood, so I removed it, too. She felt for her skirt. It was missing. If you're wondering about your skirt, it's in the bathroom. Stained with tomato juice? Jessica let her head sink into the pillow. 
she was wearing granny panties. Tomorrow was laundry day, and it, it was the only clean underwear she had. Jessica shut her eyes and told herself that as a doctor, he was used to seeing women naked all the time. To make sure, she decided to put their meeting on a professional footing. What's your specialty? she asked, slowly opening one eye. As a doctor, I mean. Reconstruction, he said. As in plastic surgery? No, as in American history, he grinned. You're not a medical doctor, she cried, removing his hand from the ice pack. A medical doctor, Dr. Nichols said, laughing. Would a medical doctor think tomato juice was blood? I hope I appear more competent than that. Dr. Nichols' knuckles were pressing against the mattress, and his biceps were gleaming in the candlelight. Jessica's mouth fell open slightly. Something the matter, he asked. I think I'd better get back to my apartment. Can I borrow something to wear? Dr. Nichols went over to a chest of drawers and pulled out a pair of boxers. Bringing them over, he said, you can wear these. By the way, he continued, I've been meaning to ask you something. He took a deep breath. Jessica gave him a questioning look. Well, he hesitated, then spoke. Every night, he said, I do my exercises, and every night I see you watching me from that hole in your curtain. Are my exercises really that interesting? For a moment, Jessica couldn't speak. She had no defense. She hadn't been this embarrassed since her college roommate announced to everyone at her 21st birthday party that Jessica had just lost her virginity that afternoon. She avoided his gaze. You know, I really should get going, she said. You don't understand, he said, touching her arm. I've been working out at the same time because you watch. I, I wanted to meet you. It, it just, it was never the right time. Jessica couldn't believe what she was hearing. Her fantasy man wanted her to watch? Wanted to meet her? I'll see you later, she said, in her panic, not realizing how that sounded in light of his knowing about her nocturnal spying. Wait, don't I get a reward as your knight in shining armor, coming to your rescue, staunching your wounds? What wounds? That was tomato juice, she laughed indignantly. Okay, but I did carry you up here, and I did think it was blood. <laughs> well, what sort of reward? A kiss? A kiss? I just smashed my head on the walkway. I've got an ice pack on the side of my head, and you just met me a few minutes ago, and... Dr. Nichols took the ice pack from her hand, lowered his mouth to hers, and silenced any further objection. Jessica gave herself over to the experience. Adrenaline rushed through her body. All she could think of was how delicious it was to have his lips on hers. I think I'm getting lightheaded, she said. You're not well enough to leave, said Dr. Nichols, picking the ice pack up again and holding it against her head. As a doctor of American history, I'm ordering you to stay put. And what if I object, doctor? Well, that would be cruel and inhumane. As a doctor of history, wouldn't it be inhumanities? That knock on your head did more damage than I thought. Don't you know that the pun is the lowest form of humor? Well, who's being cruel now? Am I going to have to kiss you again to shut you up? Yes, doctor. Dr. Nichols leaned over to kiss her. Wait, said Jessica. I don't even know your first name. My other patients don't call me by my first name. You don't have any other patients. Excellent point. My name is Robert. Nice to meet you, Robert. My name is Jessica. Now kiss me before I pass out again.
She let her body slump back into the bed and Dr. Nichols lay his body down beside her. He leaned over and grazed his lips on hers. Then he delved deeper into her mouth and tasted her. It was a slow, luxurious kiss, and it tingled all the way to Jessica's toes. Again, she said, savoring the taste of him. Dr. Robert Nichols let his hand slide under the sheets as he kissed her again. Again. 